Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Well, the Jazz have played a pair of uh, scrimmages, and I'm trying hard not to draw too many conclusions from a PK, but you know that goes against everything I believe in. Draw conclusions, who cares? But just the little stuff. You know, one time during the game when the camera pulls back, and all of a sudden you see how big the building is, and they've tried to kind of make it smaller and more intimate with that wall of uh, electronic monitors all around it, which apparently they're going to be putting fans' reaction shots in, trying to recreate stuff. I thought they'd just be putting Nike swooshes and stuff in and making money off corporate America, but I guess we're going to see fans' faces. We'll probably see a mix of the two. I don't know. There were little moments like that. It was kind of... It's kind of weird, but it was good to see basketball again, and clearly they played better in the second scrimmage than they did in the first, and clearly everybody's going to have to improve a lot more, but I think that's what these three scrimmages and eight regular season games are all about before the playoffs, expecting that trend to continue over the next three weeks. Well, that's no different in, in any season. Expect them to get better, and hopefully they're playing their best when they're at their playoff, playoff time. Jazz are back at it with their final scrimmage today against the Brooklyn Nets at 3.30. You can listen to that right here on the Zone Sports Network. We'll have more on the Jazz later in the show. Hashtag NBA. So the Knicks have a new head coach. It looks like they're agreeing with terms with Tom Thibodeau. Five years and... He's a former Nick assistant, so he ought to know what he's getting into. He's coached with the Bulls and the Timberwolves. Six of the seven years he's been a uh, head coach. His team has gone to the playoffs. He had some partial seasons in there, so we won't count those. But of the full seasons, and the Knicks haven't been there in six long years. And they've won one playoff series in 20 years. He's going to turn it around, PK. This is the guy. Do you believe that? You got to go elsewhere. I don't do Knicks radio. Sorry, can't help you. Oh, come on. Dibs, you got to make an exception. Great. He's hired. I, I, I make no exceptions with coaches. I never know how they're going to do. I never know if it's a good hire. I never know if it's a bad hire. Time will tell. I will wait it out. It doesn't matter if it's a high school coach or it's at the pro level. I've been surprised by coaches I didn't think would do well and coaches I thought would do well who've bombed. I've been surprised both ways. So my line on coaching is way to go. Good luck to you. And I'll check back in time because I never really And we've seen it a million times over. New Orleans Pelicans forward Zion Williamson has re-entered the NBA bubble over the weekend. He's going through the four-day quarantine, which will end just before the game against the Jazz on Thursday as both teams will restart the NBA season in Orlando as a Thursday doubleheader, Jazz and Pelicans, followed by the Clippers and Lakers. Don't know if they'll play him or not, PK, after he's been out for a while. Uh, They don't have much wiggle room to get to the playoffs, which would suggest he will play. This year is just barely a blip in his career, which means maybe they should take it slower with him. So I don't know what they're going to do with him, but obviously the Jazz and the Pelicans played two Really entertaining games back in January in New Orleans. Both went down to the wire and they split them. So even though New Orleans is way below the Jazz in the standings, 
can't take much for granted when these two teams play. Oh, I know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to start him, and he's going to play. Lou Williams will not be quarantined for four days. He will be quarantined for 10. Left the bubble to a 10-day viewing. Family friend passed away. Went to an Atlanta strip club. Picked up dinner, he says. Photographed by a rapper while he was there. The picture was posted on Instagram and was deleted. The guy tried to say it was an old picture, but he was wearing a mask from the bubble in Orlando. He's masked up, so give him credit for that. Now he's quarantined for 10 days, so Lou Williams is going to miss at least three games at the start of the regular season. Well, it's a couple of things here. First, the rapper, Jackman Harlow. I mean, that, that was his birth name. If you want to be a rapper, you got to come up with uh, T-Buzz or something. You just can't have a regular name. That doesn't work. Uh, that, that's crazy. Secondly, yeah, I'm telling you, Magic City, man, they have good food there. I've been to that place. It, the food, I'll just say this. The chicken breast is scrumptious. Really? Yes. Twitter's full of jokes about legs and thighs, too. So, you know. Not me. Maybe you. There's a story from Yahoo that says he does go there all the time, that he's actually got a menu item named in his honor. And a drink, I think, as well. I did not check for a drink, but I have to admit... I did Google their menu, and I thought and it's, it's true. It's actually true. There it is. The Lou Will whatever uh, wings. Yeah. You Googled their menu. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I hope you didn't do it on company time, big guy. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the only way to do that. Uh, Damian Lillard sat out a scrimmage. Inflammation in his left foot. X-rays negative. They expect him back soon. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Well, the Seahawks are in win-now mode. They traded away a couple of first-round picks and a third-round pick in order to get all-pro defensive back Jamal Adams from the New York Jets. Win-now, baby. Get somebody to lock a guy up. Worry about the draft picks later. Uh, Yeah, he's a safety. I don't know that safety's locked guys up, but uh, he's all-pro, so I guess that accounts for something, yeah. The draft picks for the Jets are nice, but they are only valuable if, well, you could trade them, turn around and trade them, but, you know, if you get some talent back. As opposed to just whiffing and blowing the pick, screwing everything up. Yeah, and it seems like the NFL has a better success rate, particularly with the first-rounders, because you never really know in the NBA, which is why I love the NBA draft better than all the drafts because you just you really have I can't say you have no clue but there's constantly surprises good and bad for the better or the worse and it just to me it makes it so intriguing where uh, you, you see in the NFL uh, a player it'll happen he'll be released after a couple years but most of the time these guys particularly first rounders you know stick around a bit Well, the NFC West has provided Super Bowl teams the last couple of years with the Rams and the Niners. They both lost, but uh, we were able to get through the NFC playoffs, so the bar's pretty high there. See if if this is the key move for Seattle. I mean, when when you're coughing up first-round picks like that, you obviously think you're pretty close. Well, there's a couple of things here. 
you look at the ages of Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. Yep. I mean, Pete Carroll's not even playing for the future, right? He's pushing 70 years old. And I think Wilson's, what, 31, 31 I turning 32 midseason. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's at the prime of his uh, NFL career. We've seen quarterbacks extended a little bit. But Russell Wilson, I continue to say this, I think he's underrated as a top-flight quarterback because I think he's really good. Doesn't have the celebrity and all that, but a couple of Super Bowl trips and a Super Bowl win. That ought to get your attention right there. Uh, NFL players, I I don't know, maybe we should call this the Lou Williams rule, but the NFL players and the Players Association uh, agreed on a a bunch of outstanding issues. So they got their deal. They're going to open training camps, and players are going to be able to lose guaranteed money here if they – participate in high-risk activities. Now, they've already got that, right? You can't go parachuting, uh, mountain biking, skiing, basketball. they got all kinds of stuff that's off-limits in their contracts. But now there's stuff uh, going to uh, an indoor club, an indoor private party with more than 15 people, going to church where it's more than 25% full. And if they're engaged in that high-risk activity, they can be fined. If they test positive because of it and miss games, then they don't have to be paid. So the uh, Players Association... Cut, cutting the deal. Well, it'll hold some guys responsible, but obviously it could protect other guys in the long run too. Well, I think they don't want you doing anything, but protesting is just fine. That's the one thing. As we've seen. Can't go to church, but you can go to other places. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Oklahoma announced they've moved their season opener against Missouri State to August 29th. They're going to play week zero instead of week one. It'll give uh, them a bye before each of their first three non-conference games. I guess that's maximum flexibility, PK, if both teams, if either of those two teams or both of them have a bunch of positive tests, I guess they can just bump the game back to September 5 and still play it. Maximum flexibility. Yes, they can. I assume we'll see more games. I think they're going to. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. See more games move to week zero. It seems like that makes sense. Michigan minus one, minus two. Michigan State and Rutgers shut down their voluntary in-person workouts after uh, positive tests in both programs. MSU requiring uh, all members of the team to quarantine or self-isolate for 14 days. So I guess that's why you play week zero and have availability to move the game to week one if you need it, just in case something like that happens. And the NCAA Board of Governors uh, delay making any decisions about the fall sports championships, volleyball, soccer, or whatever. Uh, It would have maybe set a precedent for the football. I don't see where football is going to take any precedence. Do you? I mean, the NCAA doesn't run their championships, so do what they want. But it seemed to be a thing, and everybody was certainly writing about and talking about it as the decision came out. I didn't pay much attention to it. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Astros ace Justin Verlander shut down, strained right forearm. Initially announced he was out for the year. Now it's indefinite, re-examined in a couple weeks. How much do you downgrade Houston? A lot of the odds makers had them behind the Yankees and Dodgers as the third best favorite to get to the uh, hoist the trophy and celebrate a World Series title? Well, you know, Verlander was out there on social media saying, hey, it's just a couple of weeks. I'm not out. Uh, I refute those reports. So 
We'll have to take him at his word. I mean, it's his body, and he's a veteran guy, so he should have an idea of what uh, he feels like. But, yeah, if he, he, if he can't go, that's a blow, and you've already lost Cole, who went over to the Yankees, obviously, so now you're getting two fireballers out of your rotation, and that certainly isn't a positive. So we'll have to see as far as Verlando, what he's able to do. Can he come back? Uh, he's, he, under the circumstances, he said positive. He sounded positive, to a degree anyway. And then Zach Granke said, oh, we can maintain two weeks. We've got such a prolific offensive lineup that they can carry us for a little bit, which, which is possible. You know, we've seen teams just go on binges where they just smash the ball. And, and I realize they cheated with all the sign stealing and all, but nevertheless, they've got proven commodities who can hit. So uh, we'll have to see as far as that goes. And uh, I, would, I wouldn't rule them out just yet. But, you know, two weeks in a two-month season, basically, is obviously a lot, potentially a lot more damaging than in a four- or five-month season for sure. Yeah, I'm wondering what the new normal is here. Like, the, the Dodgers look great beating the Giants in the first couple games, and then the, uh, the Giants come back and, uh, and beat the Dodgers. So they end up splitting that, that series. Uh, when are you supposed to run away if you're one of the favorites? How much are you supposed to be up? I mean, you can't get up by 15 games in a 60-game season and run away like the Dodgers have done in the past. So, like, what's the new normal? Are we just supposed to think, well, it, we're literally just treat it like it's a normal race. So if you're a half game back and it's j- late July, who cares? But, what, is five games a big lead? Well, depending on how many games are left, five games is a big lead. If there's 30, 35 games left, five games I don't think is a particularly a big lead. Plus, it's not really about winning the division, really, with, with just the expanded get playoff. Yeah, just get in. As far as that goes. Yeah, just get in, have your rotation ready to go. I mean, the Dodgers didn't start Clayton Kershaw. He went on the, I don't know if he's on the officially on the injured list, but he had a back issue. But he said he'd be back, so... Uh, yeah, and pitching determines it. The Giants in that game was on last night. It was the second game of doubleheader. And I was watching most of it, and they, they got great pitching. And, uh, you know, if you get that, uh, you, you got chances. It I, doesn't seem like the Giants are they're, they're looking to reload, Sam, specifically. But you're talking about the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, Dodgers are all right. Two, two and two. I, I don't see how they don't get into the playoffs. I mean, it's just got too much talent. Too, yeah, they got too much talent when the playoffs have been expanded. So there you go. Shohei Otani uh, debuting for the Angels, returning to the mound after 20 months, but uh, three walks, three singles, five runs later. He's out of the game. Didn't even get an out. That's. Uh, and there's bad no. starts and there's awful starts. And you know, it might take him some time to get back, right? He's supposed to be, you know, great on the mound. Great at the plate. He can pitch. He can hit. But, wow. Supposed to hit triple digits with his pitches. He only hit 93 miles an hour yesterday. Yeah. Uh, he didn't pitch last year, obviously. And I don't think he went through the full season as a rookie. Uh, and you're asking him to come in and, you know, no minor leagues. And now he played in Japan, obviously. So, But he's still a young kid. Uh, so... Uh, to go out there and get zero outs, obviously, is just about the worst that you can do. You gave up five runs. Your, I looked on his uh, statistical thing. They don't even list an ERA. It's infinity. Because it's uh, in, yeah, <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> right. So, uh, 
And Matt and I listened to him talk about the, the kid afterward and, and the walks and stuff. Obviously, he had all sorts of issues, you name it, control, uh, velocity compared to where he was. So, uh, you know, I didn't expect him to take the world by storm. Now, obviously, I expected him to get an out, but he didn't do that. So I, I still think with this kid, it's going to go either way. I don't think he's going to be a, a dual player. And right now, obviously, I would lean towards uh, hitting being a position player, although I'm not sure what his position is. Uh, with the DH, he doesn't really need one. Uh, so maybe he's not cut out to be a big league pitcher. Not not sure on that yet. See uh, the former Ute, the former Salt Lake B, CJ Crone with a two-run homer in the ninth. 3-2 win for the uh, Tigers. I almost gave it away in the bottom of the inning. But he got the game-winning homer. It's, uh, he's 30 now. <laughs> Seven years in the major leagues, having a good run. We always say, yeah, and you get a 10-year pro career. Well, you don't even need that in football. But in basketball and baseball, to get a 10-year pro career, that's a pretty good run right there. Yeah, his younger brother got hit by the pitch against the Padres for the Diamondbacks, but the umpire said that he leaned in or didn't get out of the way. And so he did not allow him to come to go to first base. In fact, he denied and made him stay in the box. And the manager for the D-backs, uh, Lovello, Puts the mask on, goes out, keeps the social distancing, and does get ejected. And uh, the, the funny thing with the no fans there, you can hear a couple of words. <laughs> That's quite clear. <laughs> yeah, they may, they may have to make that material of the mask a little thicker. Have one that you have in the dugout, and then when you want to go out and argue, you put uh, a particularly on, on this mask? one where there's no replay, there's no replay, right? So they, I think they can replay if you get hit or not. You know, sometimes it's hard to tell. Did it hit the bat? When did, did it hit the hand? Hand part of the bat? Blah, blah, blah. But on this particular thing, there's a complete and total judgment call that the umpire viewed that Crone's little brother did not get out of the way. So that you knew that was going to be an argument situation. And, uh, and the... Uh, the play-by-play guys. We hope you can't hear some stuff, but you can hear a few big ones. <laughs> we hope you can't, but we know you can. Maybe they can have the, because they've been playing, they've been piping in sound. <laughs> crank it up, crank it up. Maybe. Hey, Joe, crank it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, under that circumstance, uh, knowing that they're yelling, and especially now that you're six feet apart, normally they yell anyway. But, you know, they allow, they've raised their voices, obviously. But when you're, you're trying to do the social distancing, you're probably going to talk even louder just because of the physical distance between yourselves. So maybe they can pipe it up because th- that, that could be a problem. And I was watching it by myself, so I, I didn't have any problem with it. But, uh, you know, you're not supposed to have those words go across the air and broadcast. And I actually did like the, the cardboard cutouts rather than just the complete and total empty seats behind the home plate area anyway they make me laugh i'm trying to figure out if there are any famous people mixed in the dodgers had plenty of famous faces yeah. on those first oh they dodgers yeah they showed them they had uh, oh mary hart was sitting in her customary seat the old entertainment tonight gal she sits just to the right of home plate if you're looking at home plate from the pitcher's mound they had her there and they showed they had a bunch of others time of the sword oral hershizer no more garcipera they had cutouts of those people uh in there and then the Philly fanatic was trying to rile up the crowd. The cut, the cardboard cutouts behind home plate. Do you like the virtual fans on the Fox game? 
Straight out of the computer game. That was interesting. When I first saw it, did they allow folks in? When What's I, going on? When I first saw it, it was the giant Dodger game, and I was watching yeah, it, and I thought, they how it. many cardboard cutouts have they sold at Dodger Stadium? And I realized, oh, wait, it's virtual fans. I didn't mind it. Whatever. I mean, it's about the game. I'm not tuning in for the fans. I'm tuning in for the game. It's the same thing with any protests or slogans or what have you. They can do whatever they want. I don't really don't care. I'm tuning in for the game. Somebody's going to trick it up in an objective. So, somebody's going to trick it up, and a virtual fan is going to dive over a wall for a foul ball or something. We got a virtual fan running Whatever. on the field now. Um, We're not going to show you that, and they cut away. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. it did, I, I'm, I'm all about the game, so that stuff really didn't matter to me. The baseball coronavirus news: the Marlins had four players test positive, including their starting pitchers, so they've delayed their trip. They were in Philly. This just coming across, DJ. Actually, eight more Marlins players and two coaches have tested positive okay. this morning. Boston Red Sox pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez has been shut down. He's dealing with the inflammation of his heart due to his bout with COVID-19 earlier this year. So he's going to miss a week, and then they'll check him to see if that inflammation has subsided. And the Toronto Blue Jays are going to get to play home games in Washington and Philly against Washington and Philly. Buffalo, I guess, isn't going to be ready for them until August 11th. I'm ready for games in Buffalo, PK. Bring it on. Buffalo's where they shot. Well, if them. I was living in Buffalo, I would think it would it would be cool, but yet I can't go to the games. Right. What difference does it make? Right, exactly. Buffalo's where they shot the natural, but I think they got a new minor league stadium. It's all doesn't look like something out of 1920. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL is going to play San Jose tonight. Knockout, round of 16. The MLS back. It's tournament. Uh, Rusnak, day-to-day, they like to keep these things under wraps. Is he going to play or not? Without him, they have struggled to generate chances. They're not scoring goals. So they're going to need something. They, uh, it is knockout play, though. So I guess you could just play for the, score, <laughs> play for the scoreless game, and then it's straight to penalties. They don't, they don't have the extra 30 minutes. They just go straight to penalties. And... Uh, RSL in San Jose tonight, Fox Sports 1 at 6.30. And now uh, the word is leaking that Major League Soccer should restart in home markets in late August. Probably play 18 games only against Western teams. So more games to come, Whether the, how, no matter how far they advance in this tournament. DJ and PK, that is what is trending over a long weekend. Stay with us. Coming up, Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio, to talk golf. 3M, the PGA Tour stop in Minnesota, another top 10 for Tony Finau, but not the win. Tied for the lead briefly, came from a couple shots down. We'll talk with Bob about Tony and how to get him to break through. That's coming up at 8 o'clock. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider at 9 o'clock, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Apparently, there is a bowling alley having a naked bowler night. What a surprise you picked this story. Well, it's unusual. There is one particular item of clothing that everyone must wear. Bowling shoes. Boy, that's one time you don't want to see Harry pick up the 7-10 split. (laughs) You have a one-track mind, you know that? How do I have a one-track mind? This is an unusual event. What sport would you most prefer to uh, to, to, to play naked? I'm not participating. (laughs) What about naked Axe throwing. <laughs> the Big Show. Weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Hot Takes of Toast is brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. Question of the day is up on Facebook right now. DJ and PK, what were your impressions of the first two jazz scrimmages? What would you think of that? (laughs) Why is it every time there's a post about sports, Ryan writes, many of you have to get in here with your political comments. I refuse to watch because of the politics, sir. I'm done with pro sports athletes and them whining about social issues. Even when it's sports, it's not about sports. Ryan is mystified by all of this. Well, that's because sports has made, partially anyway, sports about politics. I don't have any problem with that. Sports has done that so people feel passionately about whatever particular cause, as long as you're on the right side of the cause. I mean, imagine someone putting on the back of their jerseys, abortion is murder. I mean, that would would be outrageous. We couldn't have that. Uh, But as long as they are over here making it about it, then other folks feel passionately about, I don't want sports mixing with politics. That's their right. I don't personally care. You do whatever you want. Yeah, but it's, I'm, I I'm think, just, but Ryan's point, I think, is that, ahead. so you want it to be about sports, now it's about sports, and you're doubling back to make it about politics again. But they didn't make about politics in the first place. But they've said they don't want it to be about politics, and now that it's not about politics, they're bringing up politics. Well, we can now. It's my turn to volley back to you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the longest rally ever. Quick, get to the I get TV. it. If if you, I'm not perturbed by it personally. But if you are, then this is your chance to vent. You, they have their chance to do it. Now this is your chance. Leroy, so that's what they choose to do. Leroy's putting on his chance. Scrimmages. Triple question marks. My guess is Leroy wasn't giving. Given a part of his summer holiday weekend to stay indoors and watch NBA scrimmages. Check back for the games, or maybe the playoff games. Uh, yeah, I don't know what his point is there. Uh, Dustin, are the Jazz playing again? Is it on TV? Are any politics involved? Do they wear masks? Are any of them planning to go Lou Williams on us? Short answer, nope, didn't watch. I'm going to take a break and let the drama cool down. The drama? Is that what this is now? Just drama? Apparently. Good luck on that. Justin says, I'm stoked that they're back, but the whole plane in front of nobody, that was weird. If Bogdanovich was healthy, I legit think we had a shot at it all. He's close, right? Come back, Bogey. No, he's not close and he's not coming back. See Bogey for next season. Yeah, actually watching that game, or those two games, I should say, uh, particularly the Miami one, I-, I am stoked for next season because I think history has shown us you know, it's difficult to put a team together and expect them to have the, the best right off the bat. There's just 100 examples off the top of my head of teams that needed some time. The Jazz, when they got Hornacek, obviously were better in year two. Lakers, when they got Gasol, the uh, Heat, when they got their guys and the superstars went down there when uh, Dwayne Wade. So, you know, I'm not saying that those teams are going to go to the finals. Next year is going to go to the finals. I don't know that. But I do know that there's just a couple of instances there that I gave you where you see teams got better the second year. And, you know, they did add two significant pieces 
and then roll it to the starting lineup, and then you put in Clarkson as a significant piece. He was added. No training camp that he had at all. The other two did, but still brand new. So I'm excited for the, what would be what, the 2021 season? Yep. Uh, For next year. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, I mean, we're not at that point right now. I'd prefer to talk about this, the remaining portion of this season. But as I was watching that, I was thinking, obviously these players are going to be more comfortable, more familiar, blah, blah, blah. And it stands to reason that they should be better next season. Alex says, I watched. The offense will be a problem at times. Defense showed us amazing rim protection. But weak perimeter defensive efforts at times. Coach was playing with lineups, offensive sets. It was interesting to watch, but there was nothing earth-shattering. Well, it's a That's, pre, not a preseason game. I keep calling it preseason. It was a scrimmage game, a practice game. So I don't think you're going to see anything earth-shattering in a practice game anyway, ever. And if you do, does it, it doesn't count. So how much weight do you put in it? I, I, I'm looking for more, though. I, I got more out of it than just big picture. Kyle says, once Rudy is on the bench, we struggle big time. And if they have a stretch five, we struggle all the time. Other than that, we look great. Well, they don't have anybody to replace Gobert. Or as Kendrick Perkins would say, Gobert. Uh, so we, we understand that. That's not really a surprise. Jake wants to know, how are the Jazz going to be? Dallas, OKC, Portland, Houston, Clippers, Lakers, Denver? I mean, really, what have I seen in the first few days of the bubble? Is he being funny or ironic? I mean, or is he serious? <laughs> I saw some stuff. I saw some stuff that I took from it that I thought were positives. Niang green lighting himself. He's got the green light from you know he's got the green light from Quinn because that's why he's on the court. But he's got a green light himself too. Yeah, I spoke about this on television last night. The idea of Niang being aggressive, taking your shot when it's there, because largely that's why you're in the league. You know, you've got tremendous size. You're five eleven, and you'd be a three great three point shooter. You're probably not in the league. Uh, but he's not. He's much taller than that, and he's got an excellent touch. And so if his feet are square, he's got to fire it. That's exactly what they're looking for in any offensive set in which he's on the floor is if his feet are set and he's got the – you don't need a lot of time, but you got a little bit of time to put it up there. My thought on Niang is if he's open, I mean really open, he's probably going to shoot 50% from three. If, he, if he's got – we know what really open is. We've all seen it a million times over. And if that's in his situation and the ball gets swung to him and he finds himself in that situation, I believe he would shoot 50% from three because he's that good of a shooter. I think a lot of shooters, when they're wide open, you see it many, many times going to the uh, arena before the fans are let in. And as a media member, you're there. When I covered the Clippers way back when, I, I, Ron Harper wasn't considered a good shooter. But when they were out there at 5 o'clock, and he's just wide open, and he's just relaxed, and you know there's no stress, no pressing defense running at him or what have you, and he shot the ball. The ball went in at a much better rate than it actually did in the games. So same thing with Niang. If he has that opportunity to be open, put it up. And I think you're going to have success at least half the time. Now, you know, you don't get that situation very often. But I thought, yeah, I thought his mindset is like, all right, I'm I'm here now. I'm an NBA player. You know, I'm not just coming in to spell a couple of minutes here and there. No, I'm coming in 
to make an impact. And in this, the way the league is today, that's a commodity. That's, that's the, as you just said, that's the very reason why he's on the team. And it really drives winning and losing. I mean, it was a scrimmage, but Oklahoma City was down 24 late in the third quarter. And Embiid's not playing and all that. But how do you wipe out a 24-point lead in 15 minutes? You make a bunch of threes. And they made a bunch of threes and came back and won it. This is a scrimmage. It doesn't really matter. But it just underlines how important the three-point shot is in the NBA. How many guys can take it? How many guys can make it? And if you don't have a bunch of guys who can take it and make it, there's a ceiling on how far you can go. And the answer is not very. So... Yeah, they've got uh, Donovan shooting it and Conley shooting it and Joe shooting it, but they need more guys. And so that's Niang's role, and if they can find a couple more guys who can do it, then they're probably going to find their way into the rotation. Three is more than two, PK, and if you can make it a pretty good clip, as you point out, if you can make it a 50% when you're wide open, there's a place for you. But you can't get in there and not take it when you're wide open. you you got to take it. So I thought he was aggressive there, the mindset. And I thought Conley, if I'm Mike Conley, Al, I'm Quinn Snyder, pretend you're in Memphis. Pretend you got a Memphis jersey on, man. Just don't, don't hesitate. Now, shots went in in the second game, and that's how we usually judge players by, though they played well, they made shots. But I think it's got to start with where do you fit in? What is your piece of the puzzle? Well, for Conley to succeed the way he's capable of, he's a very good player. It's got to be Memphis, man. I'd rather have him be over-aggressive than being under-aggressive or being tentative. I don't want him to be tentative. Do what you can do because you can do a lot. You're very good. And go ahead and do it. And I think we saw that. Now, I know shots went in. I'm, t- I'm trying to get away, particularly in a practice game. It's hard to do, but I'm trying to do it just judging him solely on whether the shot went in or not. I, w- I want to see, you know, what is your level of aggressiveness? Don't worry about fitting in. Be Mike Conley because Mike Conley is very good. And then the other players – they can fit in around. Now, I'm not asking him to be Kobe Bryant and everyone else is a secondary player, but I do believe for him to be effective, he's got to have the mindset of, I'm going to do what I can do. Because I don't think at his core, he's going to be you know an Allen Iverson type of player who's just really Jordan Clarkson, who just fires it up left and right. I don't think he's, and that's Clarkson's role, so fine. And he's doing it, you know, not not all the time with the starters, so you need that. But I don't think that Conley's going to be to the level of effectiveness that he can be by just worrying about fitting in. Forget that. Screw that, man. Just go play your game. And the other guys, they'll play their game too, particularly Mitchell. Because I, I think you're going to have two guys leading the way. There's plenty of Mitchell shots. Yeah. There's, Conley, there's plenty of shots. Particularly for with two Bogey guys. out. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of shots for two guys, but when you try to have three guys shoot at will, there's not enough shots, not enough possessions. Guys don't get in rhythm. It doesn't work. That's why Chris... And I don't see that with Bogdanovich out. Yeah. With Bogdanovich out, no. I think with Bogdanovich out, knowing that Joe is going to... You can look at the box score, and unless somebody's been yelling at Joe to shoot, he's going to have three or four shots. You know, And if they yell at him to shoot, he might get to six or seven. 
if he's on fire and he's really feeling it, eight or nine. <laughs> but that's it. And then, then they'll look for him if that's the case. It'll be obvious. Uh, I was glad to see Joe went 0 for 6. I think he did against Miami. That he didn't stop no, shooting? No need to make baskets. No. Oh, then he didn't make them. Games oh. that don't count. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, I see. Well, I thought Conley, actually watching that game, it said Conley was like one for five from three, but he still took a lot of shots. And in the third quarter, he clearly was trying to get into the paint, shoot that floater that, you know, we didn't watch a lot of Memphis basketball, but if you see a little bit playoff series, their occasional ESPN appearance or TNT appearance, um, just highlight clips, you see Conley shooting that little floater. You know, you close your eyes, and, and he's in the lane at 10 feet or whatever, and he's shooting that little floater. And so he ended up does with a seven. Does it have to be a little floater? Yep. It can't just be a floater. It has to be a little floater? It does. It does. Once you get inside of 10 feet, okay. by rule, you, are, you have to refer little to floater. it as little floater. Yeah. Okay. You gotta put that, you've got a list of words that can only be used in certain situations or words that have to go together as a combination. You should, uh, in a commercial break coming up, you should put that on your list. The only time you use ominous is when it precedes clouds. (laughs) Now, you have to be careful when you're saying little floater that you don't stumble and say little floaty. They're two different meanings. Yep, got to drain the pool. So be careful on that. Make sure you get to err and finish it. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Bob Casper coming up at 8 o'clock. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stay with us. With a little extra time on your hands, it's time to talk about what we're doing to kill time. What did you watch last night? With DJ and PK on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Too much time on my hands. Too much time on my PK, this has been a fun segment, but is it time to stick a fork in it? Because I watch yep. sports all weekend. I was watching golf, I watched baseball, I watched soccer, and obviously I watched two jazz games and then assorted portions of other scrimmages I dropped in and out of. That was sports. Yep. That was a that was a oh, smorgasbord of sport of sports. I didn't need to watch documentaries. I didn't need to binge watch anything that I missed because I was watching sports in a previous decade. It was uh, dare I say back to relatively normal. Okay, I don't know why you dare say it, but say it. It was awesome. Yep, I think it's time to put it to bed because it's all about sports now. We're back. Uh, Florida Marlins or Miami Marlins, they've canceled their game tonight, their home opener with the with the virus as it spreads through their team. Uh, so that won't be happening. That's breaking news as it uh, just came across. But nevertheless, beyond that, yeah, it's all about sports. I'm not watching anything else. It's go time. All right, we got uh, because we were watching golf this weekend. We were watching Tony Fee now, so we're going to talk with uh, Bob Casper about uh, Tony and the thirty top tens in the last three and a half years, which is great. The no wins with the thirty top tens, not so good. Uh, this was another chance. He had, had the lead on Sunday, and he, well, he had his share of the lead on Sunday, and he had a chance, PK, but uh, not as uh, not as egregious as last weekend. Well, I want to ask Bob, he would know this more than I would, as far as, you know, we just had Brian Taylor with the golf update talking about how the putter let him down. And, you know, I've watched some of that stuff. I watched a lot of it there at the end. 
and watching him putt, uh, is it sometimes does the does the ball go in? Now sometimes you can hit a crappy putt, just like you can take a you could take a crappy shot. You can shoot a crappy shot, not take one in basketball. We all know a brick versus sometimes you shoot a nice shot and it doesn't go in. And is it just the fate? Now, how much of that is similar with putting? In baseball, you can have a crappy swing and be rewarded. You can have a good swing and not be rewarded. And what you don't really get upset about that. If you put a good swing on it, in baseball, and it's caught, it's hit right at somebody. We've all seen that a million times over. You just say, hey, I did my job, and I can't control where the ball goes. Is it the same thing in putting? You hit a good putt, and it just slides an inch or two to the left or right. Now, we know there's bad putts. We understand that. And sometimes you just feel it. I went out the other day. I played Old Mill, which is not the toughest course in the world, obviously. And I shot even. Well, I'm not that good, but I couldn't miss. I was banging stuff home from 20 feet. Nice. It was just (laughs) the fates that day. They're just going in. It's not like I was doing anything different. So when I look at Finau last week versus this week, particularly Saturday and Sunday, I'm much more encouraged because he hit some putts. And I'm looking at, I forget the hole, but it was a birdie putt, probably about 10 feet. It just barely missed. Yeah. So is that the situation where you hit a nice, you take a shot, and it just doesn't go in. But, you know, you did everything you're supposed to do. It just didn't go in. You barely missed it having go in. Is that the same thing? Or is it just about mental toughness, and you're going to get that thing in the middle of the cup, so you're going to remove all doubt, and you're not going to worry about it, and it's going to go in because you're willing it in the middle. You know, where is that on the on the spectrum, on the line? The t- I'm, not, I'm not really sure what the answer to that is at that level. I know at my level, but I'm talking about at their level. We'll talk with Bob Casper coming up. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business, telecom, and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net.